Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on Transmissions from Colony One. Operation Lifeboat. The goal of Operation Lifeboat will be to provide a sizable, sustainable human population on Mars before the comet strikes. We have a launch window to meet. Oh, right. Mars. You're all behind this notion, even though it sounds so far-fetched and impossible. All personnel on both planets is ordered to resume their duties at once. There still remains one final option for intercepting the comet, a kinetic intercept. Anyone here think we're doing the right thing? Uh, Commander, do you think this mission will succeed? Ah, Rachel. Welcome aboard the Scorpion. I've ordered all personnel in orbit to take an elevator climber down to the surface. I'm granting all crew mandatory personal time on Jervis Island. You've made a convincing argument for this mission, Sam. Up until the moment you involved Tim Conrad. He's not piloting this mission. I still have hope that you are alive. This broadcast has been programmed to play once every 30 minutes. If this attempt to reach you is successful, please contact us. You need a human pilot to lead this comet intercept mission, right? You're looking at him. No, Paul. Paul cannot go. He's got to focus on his rehab. That's his priority. You're not going on this mission. I'm wasting time, Sam. Commence secondary burn positioning. Ion burn positioning complete. Thruster shutdown. Initiating ion engine burn in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ignition. Ion engine shutdown in 20 seconds. Three days remaining to close approach launch. MACT Space Elevator Orbit Station, Low Earth Orbit. Orbit Station to Colony 1. This is Fedor Morozev. All communications hereafter shall be conducted from our new base of operations, the command center of MACT 3's MMLHV, the Scorpion. MACT Orbit Station, signing off. Orbit Station to Scorpion CC. Loading of final capsule has commenced. I have only a few minutes left of my treatment. Nikki and I will suit up and begin power down procedures. Copy Fedor. I'm having Sergeant Collins and a team over to the orbit station now to relieve you. Men and women, I have received the final flight plan for our Earth to Mars launch from Abby Murdoch. Launch crew, please report to the Scorpion CC at once for briefing and training. <laughs> Enjoy a simulation, specialist. Attention everyone, new orders. Prior to launch, 
you will all record an audio message to leave behind on Earth. Clearly identify yourself in your message. It can be about anything you want, but it needs to be recorded before we launch. Once we have everyone's message, I will work with Kaya Olsen in Colony 1 to send your testimonials to MECT headquarters. They will play out of its emergency broadcast system for as long as the facility's power stays on. Since we can only control MECT HQ remotely from Earth's orbit, we need everyone's recordings before launch. Participation is mandatory. Scorpion, over and out. Supplies now. We'll be heading out at first light. How's Paul's recovery coming along? Um, it's going all right. I'm not hearing a lot of optimism there, Chloe. Truthfully, how's he coming along? I introduced the braces and I doubled down the workload of his PT. I'm experimenting with some alternative methods and exploring the possibility of another surgical procedure. Whatever progress he's making, it's not successfully countering the loss of bone density he's experiencing in his legs. Huh. It would help, too, if he showed some kind of emotional investment with wanting to get better, but... Goddamn flight plan. Hmm? The intercept mission. We lack an expert in Jupiter astrodynamics. We try to figure out a way to execute a second main engine burn, but that goes nowhere. If I get too far away, the ship zooms right past. If I go too close, the planet's radiation fries the ship's electronics. Therefore, a pre-orbital second burn doesn't work, at least not remotely. 
Then, there's the issue of operating post-slingshot. this fucking sucks. Sam, are you sure you... There's gotta be something I'm missing. Some other variable that I glossed over when I... I... I don't know. I shouldn't have to decide this. We need everyone to make this mission work. Sam, you need to lie down and get some rest. I need to clear my head. I'd say you do, Sam. You need sleep. Yeah, maybe. I can't do this. The hell was that? Have you ever seen him like that? Yeah, actually. After he killed Andrew. He made this mess. He lives with it.
Captain Alvarez, can't sleep? Commander. You record your testimonial yet? Not yet. Things on my mind. Yeah, me too. A year from today was supposed to be my launch day. A year from? Oh, MECT-7? Mm-hmm. Just being in a ship like this. Practically on the eve of a similar kind of launch. But I'm the only survivor. I'm sorry. You are carrying the torch for your crew, Omar. And with so many of us lacking experience, it's good we have you with us. Yeah. I'm nervous, Joe. About the launch? It's more or less automated. Not the launch. I'm worried about the landing. Landing an MMLHV spacecraft requires a master class in advanced piloting. You gotta know every slight nuance and nervous tick of every man and woman in your cockpit. You need to be able to read everyone and know exactly what they're thinking to do. That is how you land on Mars. I know I voted for this. You asked us to convince you to support this plan and I stood up. But now, as we're on the cusp of, it's getting a bit real. I keep thinking of every single way this could all go to shit. You're starting to sound like me. Yeah. I think I feel a peace though. Every one of us witnessing the gamma ray burst from Guanghangong, finding our way back to Earth and surviving for so long. And now to have built this ship with all this cargo under an impossible time crunch, it's really shown me the potential of this group of people. If all of us can make this after going through a shared trauma, we can land on Mars. So many different people from different backgrounds, lumped together and spared from a global catastrophe to accomplish the impossible. Probably the only good to have come from the GRB. I am concerned about the future, after we land. Building permanent settlements, creating societies, terraforming, it's a long way from managing a moon base, I can tell you. Mm. Like, how do we know if we've won? If we've won? With terraforming Mars. What will success be like? How will we know? Well, we won't know. Any noticeable results won't happen until after we're long dead and buried. Hundreds of years from now. Right. I didn't know that. How will they know then? They, meaning our successors. Yeah, the whole point is to make Mars like Earth, right? 
How will they know if they've succeeded, if they don't even know what Earth was like? That depends on us. How will we raise our children and teach them about our past? We're the only people left who have the experience of what life was like on Earth. Therefore, we're the only ones who will be able to teach our descendants what it was like. How we lived our lives and interacted with each other was shaped by Earth. That's what life was. If the mission is to turn Mars into what Earth was like, they need to know why. Because the freedom to breathe fresh air without a spacesuit, the smell of freshly cut grass, the sensation of a gust of wind on your skin, the sound of rain tapping on the roof, many, many other things we took for granted. Things like that will be lost on the next generation. When I was a kid, I would terrorize my younger sisters, and my parents would yank their hair out trying to control me. I was a little asshole. Then we started going to Sequoia every Labor Day, and there must have been something in that crisp, clean mountain air and just being in that forest. It calmed me down. It helped me develop patience and a sense of empathy. That, that connection to the living world, that is the goal. The power of nature helps shape our personalities and heals us. Our successors won't have that frame of reference. We need to remind them of what was lost to drive them towards what they could gain. They will only know a life of filtration, pressurization, and containment. They must always recognize that this is temporary and not the only way to live a life. You ask me, that's just as important as everything else. But first, we need to get down there. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Lower orbit, 22 hours, 19 minutes until Earth Mars launch. Nearing 2 meters. Copy that, Scott. Jane, how are we doing? Working on strut six, 41 remaining. Scott, once you've finished with printing that support webbing, would you mind if we switched? We could use a break. Gladly, Jane. 
Wait, here. Leslie and I are working on getting support slot 7 in position. I hear you. Maybe if anyone wants to volunteer to switch with me on my portable 3D printer too, I'd be forever grateful. Leslie, you want to take over for Felix? Gladly. Let's sink a few of these bolts and then I'll head over to Felix. It's crazy. This time tomorrow we'll be gone from here. The way I see it, there's one of three outcomes, right? We launch, we explode, or we sit pat. <laughs> We're screwed either way. You know, I thought I'd put a good 10, 12 more years down in Nevada. And who knows? I kept telling my husband, Chuck, about a safari in South Africa. Too dangerous. Lost his damn top when I told him I was going to the fucking moon. I can't imagine what he'd say if he could see me now. Never thought in a million years I'd be going through this. None of us thought anything we've gone through the last year would happen. Remember the last time I saw him? Oh, you'll hardly know I'm gone. I just kept griping at him, but it never really put him at ease. He said my constant traveling and thirst for missions like this made me neglectful of our children, and I blew up at him in front of the whole family.
everyone from my life on earth is gone now. Yet, I'm still not convinced the planet was wiped out. If I'm right, and you somehow hear this, you're in for a much different life than we took advantage of during our time. There are things you won't know about that used to exist on your world. Birds, bugs, trees. Every now and then I'd go out hiking in the forest outside of Xiamen with my fiancé Chang and our dog Tofu. The trees would give you abundant shade to sit down and read or even take a nap if you wanted was a peaceful silence, only briefly interrupted by the conversation of the birds above you. You had shelter, and it made the air safe to breathe without a filter or a spacesuit. If it rained, the trees would give off the most pleasant aroma. I was always drawn to the forests, for the serenity they provided. If you're out there, if you've somehow survived and you find this recording, come to MECTI headquarters. We've placed instructions on how to reach Colony 1's frequency on Mars. That's where we are now. We will be working to terraform the planet. If you're there, we can give you advice on how to do the same. Maybe we can help you bring those forests back. You're out there. Please cause. <clears throat> Scorpion CC to Colony 1. Kaya, this is Commander Lee. I have everyone's messages recorded here, and I have received all of yours. Awaiting further instructions. Qualified. So many delays, 
So many do-overs, so many mistakes we had to clear up. He simply did not belong on a Mechie crew. I didn't care. I know your heart was in it. And I wouldn't be swayed. You had no business being here. But through my actions, I forced you here. I brought you to your death. We've lost too many. I've allowed too many to be lost. Now there's someone who's, without question, qualified for something. He's the best person for the job, and he's right about his condition. He's the one to do this, but I can't bring myself to. I can't do it anymore. Ugh. Ugh. Son of a bitch. Every single decision that I make, it's gonna cause someone to get hurt. And call it the silly. I... I cannot let him do this. And this trend, it's... It's gotta stop. I've lost so many people. I've lost. <sighs> Fuck. <sighs> I'm sorry, Tina. You should have never come here. I'm sorry. I know what I need to do, but...
Predator, Mac T3, MMLHV, Scorpion. Colony 1 to Scorpion. We've run through our final pre-launch checklist with Abby, Walter, and Nader. Commander Lee, you are going for launch. Please send us confirmation ASAP after ignition. <sighs> Good luck. Commander Lee, awaiting permission to initiate launch sequence. Commander? Right, right. Captain Yoshida, Captain One. Making launch prep. Copy that. PTC, payload is go. MCI, SOC 1 through 6 activated. HE3 and 2H ready for injection. FAL is standing by for ignition. Radmin shielding standing by to activate. ECOM, ECOM go. Telemetry, telemetry chat. Fido, Flight Dynamics, check. Flight Surgeon, Surgeon Go. Capcom, Capcom, check. MPS, MPS, go. Copy. GNC, GNC, go. Copy that. Captain Shaw, begin countdown. Copy. Countdown started. Shock absorption and stability, SAS, go. Shielding, shielding is go. Good. We're go for launch. The journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. <sighs> Jingu went. HE3 injection on my mark. Mark. Copy. Stand by. HE3 successful injection. 2H inject. Mark. Deuterium injection complete. Copy. Turn. Nine, eight, seven. Miss Holland, stand by for FAL launch initiation. Four, three, two, one. Ignition. Firing FAL now. Zaijian. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.